and welcome to another episode of Keeping Up with Mrs. Kelly. Today, I have the privilege of sitting with the person who always is in the room with me on these, but is never heard on microphone. Hello, Ms. Flom. Hello, Mrs. Kelly. How does it feel to be in this position today? Well, I wasn't really planning on this. You know, sometimes just gotta roll with the punches. Um, Flexibility. So it feels very funny to be talking into this microphone and also, like, watching on the screen as my voice turns into a podcast. Yeah, it's going to be really weird for you to edit this. It really is. You can't edit out all of your sentences. Like, you cannot edit yourself out of this. You just can't. (laughs) Can you imagine imagine if you start listening to this, and then it's just your voice, and then a long pause? No. No. You have to pay extra for (laughs) Miss Flom's part of this. For the Miss Flom For to listen to me talk. (laughs) Oh my god. But I'm so happy that you could do this with Mm -hmm. me because you of all people know how difficult this is. Like you always have to sit and watch the awkwardness and to see how nervous people are and now it's you. It's giving me a lot of empathy for those people because I sit here and think, you know, like, oh, it's not that hard. You just answer Mrs. Kelly's questions. It's not on the spot that much. You're just having a conversation and now I'm sitting here like feeling like the spotlight is is on me. Yeah, because there's no preparation and everyone always wants to know, what are you going to ask? What should I prepare? And then I don't tell them and they get very stressed. Mm -hmm. And now you see how it feels. Yeah, except I didn't get the chance to be stressed because I didn't think I was going to be here today. 30 seconds to be stressed. But that's fine. I think that's better. Yes, definitely. But welcome to the podcast. And what I always like to do this season is to talk about people's journeys, like what brought Mm -hmm. them to Sweden, what they were doing before, because you're fairly new to Ayas Lemon. I am. Scheme of things. So tell our listeners a little bit about your journey and what brought you here instead of to Asia, which is kind of what you've been considering before. Yeah. Well, I am now teaching home economics in Sweden, which is so far from any place I thought I would be in my life. But I went to a school in Minnesota that Mr. Pruden also had been to some years before. Um, And we had kind of a seminar on Monday nights when we were doing our student teaching. And I, mine was in K through 12 dance and theater. <laughs> so okay. I came from like teaching ballet at a performing arts school to this pitch from Mr. Pruden at, on one of these Monday nights, pretty much pitching IES and talking about life in Sweden. And going abroad was something I had always kind of planned on. I don't know, I grew up loving travel and wanting to get out of the U.S. for a while. Mm. Um, So it was always kind of in my mind that after I got my teaching license, I wanted to go abroad. I didn't really think a whole lot of this at first because it didn't have, like, IES didn't really have much in my licensure area, minus one, um, like, gymnasium that I think has some theater and arts and all of that, but my Mm. focus was more on dance. And so I interviewed with Mr. Pruden, and then COVID hit, and I had already decided to move across the country to Washington, D.C., and so a lot of things were happening, and Sweden was not one of them that year. But I stayed in touch with uh, Mr. Sinwalker a little bit, who had come over from the During the pandemic. During the pandemic. It was very brave Mm -hmm. of him. Uh, I mean, I guess we're still during a pandemic, unfortunately. But during the the, the start of the pandemic... And uh, I kept in touch with Mr. Pruden a little bit and decided that this was one 
place to consider when I was moving abroad this year because I kind of decided that this was the year to do it for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Um, and so I was talking with you and Mr. Pruden, and at the same time, well, actually, a bit before I had interviewed with a school in Shanghai, China, that had a massive kind of dance program that used the Juilliard curriculum and all of this other fancy stuff. And I didn't think I was going to hear from them, honestly, because it had been like a month since I had interviewed Mm. and hadn't heard anything. And then all of a sudden, in the midst of talking to you and Mr. Pruden, I also got an offer from this job, this place in Shanghai. And then I was faced with two very different prospects. Because life in Shanghai, China, living in like the teacher apartments on campus Mm. at a boarding school is a very different life from working at IES outside of Stockholm. Mm -hmm. And I had a Google Sheets (laughs) with pros and cons (laughs) for Sweden. And oh, I, if I had had any sort of preparation, I would have, I would have pulled that up. I probably could still find it. That sounds amazing. (laughs) Should I try to find it? I want to know (laughs) because they're so... They're polar opposite. It wasn't like small differences. The opposite of this job and this lifestyle here. They were so wildly different. And also I'm interested in this because remember our episode with Mr. Hornung and he was just like, oh yeah, why would anyone make like a pros and cons thing? Like, I just decided it would be a good idea. I'm like, why not? So for you to be so overly... Prepared. But I guess that means that, you know, like the decision is something that you really put a lot of time and effort into. All right. Yeah, I think it's gone. But anyway, so I had this pros and cons list and it was really just on a Google sheet and I had pros and cons for Sweden and pros and cons for China. And my pros list for China included they were paying me a very large sum of money. Yeah, I can imagine. And that it was teaching students to do something that I had been trained how to teach and mm-hmm. that I loved mm-hmm. um, with a curriculum that is world-renowned, yeah. pretty much. So exactly. great curriculum. I know from other people I know who have moved to China that the students there are very willing and eager to learn. And then I had a very, very, very long list of cons. And the first one, I think, was... I had the government is whack. I remember mm. writing that because I had I did not know how else to explain it. No, that's a good And summary. that it was during a pandemic which had originated in China mm. and their border control and everything is not very forgiving. So getting in and out of the country to travel or visit my family or anything, you know, had to be taken into consideration. Mm-hmm. And that's not something I would have considered before March of 2020. I never would have thought about that. No, exactly. I had pro and con list for Sweden, and I think the cons were like it was less money, but the pros were it was, you know, an international European city. I had family a few generations ago who moved from, like, Norway and Sweden Mm -hmm. to the States. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it was my, like, great-grandparents or great-great-grandparents that spoke Swedish, but that language kind of died out with them. Yeah, it was my great-great-grandparents, because my grandpa will still talk about how his grandpa spoke fluent Swedish, but he would never speak it around the family 
he would only speak it with his other Swedish friends, like, out in the barn at night with their cigars. Oh, like, that was the really Swedish cool. time. That's really So cute. it was a chance to kind of come back to understand more about my ancestry and everything and come here. And I knew people who were working at this school, so that was also enticing mm. as I made a jump across the world. So ultimately, obviously, I chose to come here. Yeah. Just kind of given everything, this was the life I wanted to live. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of what it came down to was, like, which lifestyle would I prefer? Right. Right. Because I think the job is always a major factor, but I don't think any job is worth like sacrificing the rest of your life. You know, like if you can't live comfortably and feel like, like you can be yourself and live in the way that you want to, then is any job and any amount of money really worth it? Because we had considered this as well. When I was 25 or something, we had a really good friend move to Dubai and get a ton of money to teach there, and you know, your apartment is paid for, and life is pretty, pretty okay, and we went to visit him, and I was just like, I, I can't, I could never live here, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's 50 degrees, and you can't wear shorts, like, this is, that was my, like, number one con, like, don't care that it's a ton That's of money, fair. I cannot wear shorts, it mm-hmm. is really, really warm mm-hmm. here, what is the point? Yeah, it was the like, okay, the free housing and the large sum of money, but is that worth having my whole life basically be at school? Mm. Because the your first year, you live in the teacher apartments on campus, where the students mm. also live. Mm. And I was like, all right, well, I'm just leaving, you know, university where I don't even live on campus with people my own age, and now I have to go on a morning walk and see my students. Like, it was, it was too close to home for me a little bit, and that was mm. a big factor. Yeah. You lose a bit of your independence and, like, your identity. You know, you're just a teacher then. Yeah. But anyway, here I am. Anyway, here you are. So you came here at the end of July. Mm-hmm. Um, the pandemic was still raging. What did your family think about this decision? Were they like, oh, yeah, this sounds like a great idea? Or were they kind of like, you know, Sweden has been in the news for, like, how they've handled COVID? No one was shocked at all. And I was like, hey, by the way, I'm moving to Sweden. It was like, oh, yeah, Elsa's moving to another country. Shocker. Mm. I don't know. No one was particularly concerned pandemic-wise that I know of. I think maybe my grandparents were a little bit concerned Mm. because of, you know, yeah, Sweden had been in the news for trying to get this herd immunity and Mm. all of that. Uh, And I knew that life here would look different from Mm. life in the States in terms of restrictions or Mm. lack thereof. Kind of, which honestly has been very nice to not be in and out of lockdowns and Mm. have restrictions changing every three weeks because that was a very stressful part of last year. Yeah. But yeah, no one really batted an eye, to be honest. That also says a lot to your character that Mm -hmm. like this was something that is very natural for you. They must have seen like some sort of like bravery and independence in you, but it wasn't like this random decision. It was very much like, oh, this fits. Yeah, they, they all knew it had been the plan for mm-hmm. a while. My partner's family, on the other hand, was, I don't even know what the correct word is. They had a lot of questions and a lot of concerns. Mm. How are they feeling now? Because now it's been, what, like seven, eight months that you've been yeah. there? They have less questions. Same amount of concerns. <laughs> I think so. Um, we have We have very different families mm-hmm. as well. 
came from very different backgrounds, which mm. has been really interesting. Kind of seeing their perspective on on me, honestly. And, you know, because they obviously haven't known me my whole life. Mm-hmm. And my family knows that this has been a goal of mine for a long time. Yeah. And I've done a lot of travel and gone somewhere for a month or three months or mm. whatever it may be. Yeah. And when I've done that, like, his parents haven't known me. Yeah. And he wasn't the same in that way. So mm-hmm. I think it was kind of, it was very new for them to wrap their head around mm-hmm. because I don't think they had known anyone who was that willing to just kind of jump across the ocean. Upward their entire life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which I understand. Yeah. But it was just really interesting coming from what I was used to and then getting a whole new set of eyes pretty mm-hmm. much on my situation. How, what was your partner's perspective in all of this? Because he, he doesn't work here. Mm -hmm. I didn't hire him. Nope. Like, (laughs) this was your decision. And then he just kind of, like, had to come along with it. Like, was he? He was definitely included in the discussion. He had known that it was a goal of mine Mm. for a long time. And he knew that I was considering moving abroad right after finishing uh, my teaching license. And instead... Uh, he had been living in D.C., okay, and so I moved there, mm. partially because of the pandemic, partially because I wanted to, partially because it didn't feel like the right time to go to another country, but he knew very much that this was a goal of mine to live abroad, mm. so it was no shock to him when I started like applying for international jobs or talking with you guys here. He's been very, very, very supportive, but I remember, I remember a specific day I was, like, standing in our kitchen or something, and he's, like, at his desk because we were both pretty much working from home last mm-hmm. year. I was like, all right, you want to move to Sweden? You want to move to China? He's like, well, it's, it's your decision. I was like, well, do you want to move to Sweden or China? <laughs> and we had several conversations like that, and I remember asking him, you know, like, if I take one of these jobs, do you want to come? Mm-hmm. And it was, a, it was a tentative yes at the time. And so I kind of had to balance, you know, being in your 20s, but also being in a committed relationship. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult to kind of walk the line of, I care about how my choices affect you, but I can't let you hold hold me back from Mm -hmm. what my dreams are. And there were a few times that he was not so sure if he wanted to come. That decision didn't really get made for a little while, but Mm -hmm. I had already signed my contract and I was coming to Sweden. Uh, I'm very glad he decided to come as well. And his job has been very accommodating. He works oh, so like, still working. Yeah. In the he works adjusted East coast hours. So he works from 12 to 8 PM here, That's which crazy. is 6am to 2pm on his company's hours. Wow. So I get home from work and he's like in meetings and uh-huh. yeah. Oh, but that's, that's cool that he can still do something mm-hmm. you know well, you it's know cool I mean? that like, you're not living with a bum I know. <laughs> like it's so teaching teaching is one thing it's really easy to I feel like it's really easy to get a job working absolutely like, anywhere in the world absolutely and then other professions are not so like transferable no like my husband when we first moved here he he was just studying Swedish and it was kind of like so like what are you going to do? Because, mm-hmm. yeah, like, you want them to also have a life. But, like, I knew I want to work in a school. Yeah. Like, that is what I do. 
We're in Sweden. This is what I'm going to do. You have to kind of figure out what you're going to do. But yeah. really cool that he can continue working. And Yeah, it's been great. And now, did he also, now I have to ask, did he also make a spreadsheet? No. He went purely based on how he was feeling about it. <laughs> Very different. Very much so. <laughs> He's just kind of like, yeah, it seems seems pretty cool. I think I'll go with that. Although here's the thing is, like, I made the spreadsheet, and then I just stared at it for a really long time over a period of days and was like, eh, I want to move to Sweden. So kind of went with the gut feeling. Mm-hmm. But I always tell people when I interview them, like, you can't, you can't do this. You can't, it's, like, mentally impossible to make the decision based on, like, facts. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's so much more emotional. It is. It is. Can you think about how your life would be, like, let's just say that the spreadsheet had been different and you had decided China. How would your life be different well, you wouldn't be doing a podcast right now. It's just so funny to think about because that's so not my world. I haven't even really thought about what my life would be like. Mm. I would be dealing with a lot more restrictions and lockdowns. I would be teaching something completely different with a completely different team. Mm. My bank account would be a little fuller. Yeah. But I would also be living at school. Yeah, it's always weird to think about those like what ifs. Like what if and it's what if Mr. Bruden hadn't come to your university that one evening? Like that one tiny, yeah. tiny, it's like sliding doors. Like I if know. that hadn't happened, you would not. It's kind of a it. fun thought experiment. Mm. But I also try not to dwell too much because like this is a choice that I have made. Mm-hmm. And now like this is what my life is. Mm. And I don't really like to think so much about the, oh, what if I had done this? Because I didn't. And I'm here. I know. It's so cool to think about how that one moment that is really like seemingly insignificant. Oh, it's, it's crazy to think of those, those tiny things. Like we're here. Some people ask me like, why, why are you in Sweden? And I said, because my husband Googled English schools in Sweden. What if he hadn't had in his mind on that day? Like, I want to go to Sweden. Like, yeah, that Mm -hmm. would be super cool. Would I? We had looked at you could like, be in Dubai. I could be in Dubai. We had really considered Central America because I was. This this is embarrassing because I used to be good at Spanish. Now that's completely gone, and I remember like eight words. So <laughs> study Spanish. Pay attention in your lessons and use your Spanish. Um, <laughs> but I I wanted to go like where I could speak the language and where I could develop my skills Mm -hmm. and where it was warm. And I also knew that we would make no money there because like, that was kind of the thing. Like you don't make, it's more of like the experience. Absolutely. It's like a kind of like a volunteer sort of thing. And then I think like, would I have made my life in Costa Rica? Probably not. Probably not. But, but here I am in Sweden. It would be nice to think about. I know. Living in Costa Rica. I know. Would my cho- my children, would they look Costa Rican then? Because somehow my children look Swedish. What if they had been born in Costa Rica? They wouldn't be so freaked out by the sun. Now they're like, they cannot even handle it. They're like, mm, sun! Like you have been in this country for way too long. Like Yeah. They summer, summer must be hard. They can't handle heat or sunshine. 
So we're not moving to Costa Rica. Not anytime soon. No. No. All right. Five questions. I have to change these up a bit because you hear them every time. So I have to make my five fast questions like different today. So it's not catch me by surprise. Exactly. <laughs> like you weren't already caught off guard. It's gonna be even more. All right. Um, first question. What was your very first impression when you came onto the schoolyard of Ayas Lemma? I thought it looked exactly like northern Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And I'd actually seen that because I had looked up the school on Google Maps ahead of time. I wanted to know what it looked like. But I just remember the sun was shining and there was a bus full of people that I didn't know were also teaching here, but all of us uh-huh. were about to start teaching here. You know, well, there's one bus yeah, that gets yeah, us here. We all had to be bus. here at the same time, but none of us knew each other. But yeah, I stepped off and I saw all of the like evergreen trees mm. and the school building and everything. And I just thought it was very pretty. What is something that has surprised you about Sweden that you weren't expecting? Hmm. I find it very ironic that simultaneously people really appreciate their personal space mm. and won't sit next to you on the bus or crowd you or anything. But at the same time no one on the street has any spatial awareness. (laughs) And because if you get onto the train with other people, Mm. no one will run into each other. They will wait for people to come off and then they'll go find a seat or they'll stand far away from each other. Mm -hmm. But if you're walking down the street, you just get body checked by strangers because they don't see that you're there. And I just find that difference very, very interesting. And kind of funny. I've never really thought of that, but I've realized that that's super true. Because I've, when I'm, like, observant, which is not that often when I'm not in school, um, like, I'll, like, try to, like, almost run into people that I, like, if I see someone walking or riding their bike from, that I know from school, like, I'll, I'll come up to them and try to, like, freak them out a little bit. And, and some of them I get really, really close to because they're so used to just, like, hunkering down and, like, pushing past and they don't even realize it's me and I'm like hello oh it's you like we always get run into by by people on the street I'm like what I was trying to like freak you out and this is something like that happens normally I I like to do that to colleagues that I see on the train when they don't see me coming and I'll go and I'll sit directly next to them and just smile at them (laughs) and it will freak them out sometimes it happens on the way to school or there was once that I I saw Mr. Zillman's outside of school and he was on the train that I was getting on. And so I went and I got on and I sat directly across from him and just leaned forward and smiled at him. <laughs> and he has never a good 20 seconds. Now, now I'm going to be extra aware whenever I'm on the train, that like I, I'm watching out for you. <laughs> I don't do it all the time. I'm not, everyone is I'm now not warned that Miss Flom is going to creep on you on the train. Yeah, Miss Miss Flom's a psychopath. Yes. Watch out. Now we're aware of that. <laughs> Great. <laughs> that's that's got to be so creepy for people because everyone is so used to, like, on the train, not interacting with anyone. My kids hate this because even before the pandemic, like, they like to sit on the higher seats, mm-hmm. the ones that are in, like, the group of four, and they both like the window seat that's facing forward, and every window seat that's facing forward 
in that little group of four has just like one person sitting there and the other seats are empty. And so they'll just like go to, I don't know, eight different cars looking for that one spot. And everyone just chooses that one spot on the train. Oh, I never thought about that. And now everyone is going to be mindful of this and take that spot because they've heard now that this is the best. Um, I got distracted with my questions. So let's see. Weirdest Swedish word. I don't know if there's like a specific word that I find very weird. But I find it very funny that they'll just combine, like, three words into one. Into a, a word that's, like, a meter long. Uh-huh. Mm. I think I think that's that's all I've got for that one. Mm. That yeah. is true, though. That it's, like, they don't have the spaces and they just take, like, oh, these three words are going to fit together. And then they mm-hmm. smash them all together and you're like, this takes me 30 seconds to say one word. I've also, I think it's very funny that a lot of kind of like affirmations or saying no or words have just turned into like a single vowel sound, which is very hard to learn as a new Swedish speaker because it, it took me a couple months to realize that when I would ask a kid a question or say something and they would just go off, that they were saying yes. <laughs> yeah. And so I would ask for confirmation again and they would just go off. And now I know, I've, I've learned to distinguish between the different... Oz, but I find it, it's not even a Swedish word, it's like a lack of a word yeah. that I think I find the funniest. Uh, the weirdest one, it's not so common in Sweden. I don't know where where this is most common, but we used to hear when people go, <gasps> oh, <gasps> yep. And I remember the first time, it was when we were setting up our bank account, and the person kept doing that, and it's very concerning when you're at a bank, and they keep making, like, gasping noises. <laughs> I was like, what is wrong? Why are you making this noise? You sound super concerned. And she was just saying, like, yes. I'm like, oh. what? Why are so you shocked? Funny. Why are you shocked by what's on the screen right now? Like, please, please tell us. Yeah. Very that, interesting. That, I don't even know how you call it. It's not even a word. Um, okay. Favorite thing about Iceland? I feel like it's a cop out to say the people. You also everyone says this, every and single you hear person everyone says say the this. people. So, hmm. You know, I hear this every week, and I never really thought what my answer would be. Mm. I think the fact that we have access to these like nice outdoor areas, mm. I really do because I think the that it helps students so much with their, like, focus and everything in school to be able to go out and have this, like, giant hill of rocks mm-hmm. and a full football pitch and everything yeah. because not every school has that, especially schools in America that I come from. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not the norm for them to be able to go out and play sports on the turf on their break. Um, and I think that allows for a lot of positive kind of communication and positive relationship building between the students of different year groups and the students and the teachers. And I think that's really great. Mm. Yeah, Especially when it's sunny. I know. It's good for everyone's mental health. When it's sunny. But it's, it's so weird to see like how, I don't know, it's very calming. Like, you know, there's just trees around here. And I think that even when I'm super stressed and when I'm, yeah, I have a billion things going on. 
when I'm running to work and I come up the hill, it's just like, you know, it's just trees and there's, there's not that much traffic and there's, there are no like stores or it's just, we're out here in the forest. And I think that also makes a big difference. I live right by IES Lily Holman. Uh-huh. Oh, wait. And I walk past their kind of schoolyard when I go to the coffee shop. And it's so different because there are fences up all around it and it's much smaller and it's right next to a giant construction site. And it's very much not peaceful to be outside there. Mm. And it is here. And so I think that's something that we kind of take for granted sometimes, but that we're very, very lucky to have. Yeah. Agreed. All right. My last question that I've never asked anyone, but you can answer it better than anyone because you've experienced the podcast more than anyone. What is the hardest thing about being on this podcast? (sighs) I feel like I'm rambling a lot whenever I answer a question. And I think the hardest thing is just trying to focus on answering the question and not going into like a whole rant or conversation about something else because I feel like we can both do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, And we could let one simple question lead us into like discussion on seven different topics. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's difficult to see, and I'm not, I'm good. I was going to say it's difficult to keep it concise and the perfect example <laughs> is you. what I have been doing Two right now. To say that. Oh, but it's been really nice to have you on this side of the microphone and yeah, yeah for you to experience <laughs> this side of it. And I'm also so grateful that you've been able to help keep this podcast going because this was just some random thing that Mr. Bajuhi convinced me to start in the pandemic. Like who starts a new project in a pandemic. You. Like, it was a t- terrible, terrible, terrible idea, but it's been so fun to, like, continue it and let it grow. Yeah, it's been really fun, and I love listening to what everyone has to say, and I didn't think I would be in this. And now you are one of those people. I am one of those people. To. Perfect. Thank you for being here on this side of the microphone today. Thank you, Miss Kelly.